0: All right, Jean, are you ready to be counted in? Let's go, jeans. Ready in Hamish, Alba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah! Hey, yeah, yeah, Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, and bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning ships, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at?
1: Where my mom's at?
2: um yeah dogs thanks for joining got a lot to go over today mommies daddies first of all i think we can i mean i am still reeling from last week's episode with susan (laughs) pinsky dr drew's wife if you haven't seen that or heard that interview pause this one go watch that and come back because Let me tell you, the thing is they've been married for a million years, 28 years married, and then they were together for like however many years before. And if you want to know the secret to a long-term happy marriage, they and I believe they're happily married because I've known them for a few years now. I have never seen the guy come in like miserable, okay? The secret apparently to a good marriage is fucking (laughs) like a a lot like not just like you think you're banging like these these two are banging, and dr drew can fuck like he a lot and i think that it's really important lesson for everybody here and i i really because he talks about it a lot on dr drew after dark with me that it's so important for men to be milked a lot and they like to be milked in a certain way and they're entrusting you with that as the spouse um, to milk them, and they look forward to that. So if you, it's it's a really interesting uh, interview, and she also talks about when they had young kids that, you know, you're not really that into it, which totally get it. And then once she got the kids got older, she took testosterone, which really helped her, and then it boosted her sex level. And Dr. Drew is very happy. So uh, check out that interview if you haven't heard it. it. We're gonna have Drew on your mom's house to go over some choice clips that are really um, are going to embarrass him. And that's the fun of You life. guys are horny. It's so horny. Oh, my God. Okay. Also, I wanted to bring up, I received um, a book from a family member. Not my family member, because nobody in my family would send me a book. I don't think anybody reads. But um, from my husband, somebody in his family was so nice. They they made a book of our, our, everybody in our family, because it was um, somebody's fourth birthday. And it included all the photos of, of Tom and me and our two children and their children and uncles and aunts and it, in the form of a story. And it was like so beautiful. And the whole time I was looking at this, I was so moved at how personal and touching this was. And at the same time, I was like, wow, I will never do this. for anyone in my life because like I you know what I mean? I appreciate it when it's done for me. I'm really thankful and I get really emotional, but I don't have the wiring that would initiate that kind of a project. Do you know what I mean, Adolf? Like I have a feeling you're the same way. Like you appreciate the gesture, but you would never do that for someone. I don't know why.
0: Um uh, yeah, I, I think I could relate to that. Like i think i I think i think i agree with that
2: or does it make you you or would you just be embarrassed by the book like you wouldn't enjoy the book at all
0: well most of the books that i've gotten as a gift have all been gag gifts because everyone knows i don't read
2: oh yeah that's right you're not a reader (laughs) not a reader you know and so
0: um uh, (laughs) yep that's how that goes
2: (laughs) wow you told me that you recently discovered fabric softener how'd that go it's, it was
0: a revelation Christina yeah, cause I like I never really understood what it was for and yeah. I saw like I I, yeah. I googled it I was yeah. like why do people use fabric softener mm-hmm. and then they're like well do you mean fabric softener or fabric conditioner are those different
2: I don't fucking that's some serious deep white people stuff that I'll never know
0: well well, anyways, uh, the first time I've ever used fabric softener on my own l- load of laundry happened this weekend, mm. and I'm wearing a shirt right now, yeah. and it's n- I've never worn anything that smelled this good right. this long after it's taken out of the laundry. Right. I didn't know it could be like
2: this. I didn't know. Yeah, I agree. I, didn't, I did not even know what that You know those um, dryer sheets?
0: Right, right. So I was like, why
2: would you do that? I don't wear.
0: No, no, no. So I have those. I've been throwing those in. I don't know what those do, but I know that you throw them in the dryer when you do it.
2: Good smells. I think it makes good smells. Mm-mm.
0: Because the thing that, because I've always done that, I've never smelled the good smells. It's oh. it's the liquid fabric softener that goes right. into the washer. That's right. what creates the good smells.
2: Right. That That's like a double special thing.
0: Oh, oh my God, yeah. Christina. It's, yeah. Because I've, I've smelled this before and I thought it was just a, a normal body smell that came off the person that I was smelling. I'm like, no. man, this person smells like flowers. That's crazy. I know. And now I smell like flowers. I'm like, oh, my God. I I know. I could have been like this for 30 years before this.
2: I know. And you know what's so messed up? Because I didn't discover fabric softener until I was like 35. And my mess.
0: 35? Yeah. Oh, I beat you by five years. I love it. Or four years. That's (laughs) great. Oh, I feel good now. Okay, cool. You're
2: you're ahead of the curve. (laughs) But. Like, I I would have these ideas because I would hear of such things like, hey, you can put fabric softener in your laundry and it'll smell nice or your clothes will be softer. And I would literally go, but that's not for me. Like, who spends money on that stuff? Like, that's for, like, rich people. That's for frivolous people.
0: Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah.
2: And I still feel that way about nice-smelling candles. I'll be like, I'm not spending $20 on a candle. But if you'll buy it for me, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah. The the candles that smell like fresh linens. Ooh. Yeah.
2: I know. And that's the thing is, like, you get older and you're like, oh, it's not... You should spend money on those things that bring you joy if, when you can, because that's what life is about. Joy. You know? Right. Because yeah.
0: I think you and me at a young age were trained that joy does not help you become a good person, right? Right.
2: Well, <laughs> there's no, there was, there was, you, there you was, don't just, build
0: character through joy. That's Christine. true. <laughs> or, or there really was no room for it.
2: It was, it was, it was, there was no time for joy. You know what I mean? I, I, it was like. Who's got money for that shit? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. It's like, if you're comfortable, then, you're, then you could be doing something better than you're currently doing. N- yeah. You know?
2: It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. and if you're uncomfortable, then
0: you're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I know. I don't know if my parents ever really enjoyed a moment. I don't, well, they certainly didn't enjoy, <laughs> they certainly didn't enjoy parenthood. Like, I think the idea of... Um, enjoying time with your children was completely foreign to me when I had children I was like the oh you're supposed to like this I really didn't and I'm not even saying that as a joke like I really didn't understand that people took joy in their in their children or in their lives so it's quite a revelation for me now at at 44 uh, (laughs) to lighten up and enjoy stuff but also so so here's what I've noticed too um is that, you know, this quarantine, it just goes on and on. And now California, our numbers are just skyrocketing. So we're looking to shut down more things. And, and now we're being more restrictive. And I was kind of meditating today on um, on the, uh, the phases of my personal quarantine. And uh, it started with anxious cooking, where I was cooking all day, every day. And then it moved into wigs, right? I was in my wig phase and I was buying wigs on Amazon. I think these are all
0: very productive phases so far. Though. So
2: far, so good. Yeah. I'm not arguing. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not judging these phases. I'm just announcing them so that people listening are probably like, I had something similar to her. So I did cooking, I did wigs, and then I got on Etsy. And I don't know if you can notice my. my yellow flower dazzler i'm wearing this is an etsy purchase this is one of oh just a series of wacky necklaces you'll be seeing on this show because i i love etsy they're one of a kind they're unique it helps some lady and then i got into 80s sweaters so this is an actual sweater (laughs) from the 80s used disgusting people's clothing and then i bought those and then after the wigs Oh, and, and sorry, after AD sweaters, I started to tell my therapist, oh, oh, and then drinking, sorry. And then I got into drinking. Because I, you cool got it. It's not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Because I actually, at the beginning of the quarantine, didn't drink. I was white knuckling. I was trying to not let myself sink into that. And, uh, and then I got a cold sore. And my doctor was like, oh yeah, have you been drinking? And I was like, no. She's like, you should. Maybe you should just have... One or two a week, you'll be fine. And I was like, Yeah, maybe my anxiety is go I hadn't had cold sore in ten years. You know, and you're like, Oh, this is bad. The, the only time I ever got one is when we were like moving or we, you know, were are d- working too hard. So Right,
0: highly stressful High, situation. Yeah,
2: it's like shingles or some shit. Like you don't you don't get that unless your body is like your autoimmune system is eating itself, basically. So I decided to start drinking and then and then now I started drinking too much. So now I'm drinking every night now i'm in my final phase of quarantine which is diet and exercise now i've just transferred all that anxious energy into swimming and hiking and stuff (laughs) and i hear that's healthy and it it has been really good um but i just want to say it's no it's good and here's why i bring this up because for the longest time i thought i was a person who didn't exercise like you know you label yourself as that thing, like, well, I don't exercise. (laughs) I'm a fucking piece of shit, Yep. right? I don't use fabric softener. I don't deserve good things. Why should I be fit? That's for somebody else. And for years too, like since I was a little girl, I just was never encouraged to, you, you know, I don't think ever. it was just, I was lazy. I was always like skinny, but lazy. So I'm becoming this person that i I actually enjoyed swimming the other week i was in the pool and i was chastising myself because i wasn't doing it perfectly you know i was like oh your your stroke is off right and i was like what are you doing can't you just do this for the joy of it and um yeah i mean look we 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 define ourselves in terms of who we thought we were in the past and um i'm trying to open my horizons and not And try to keep growing and expanding, right? Because sometimes Nadav, you're like, "Yeah, I'm a wing guy, and I like ranch, but maybe I like blue cheese." It's what I'm saying. You may want to try a different flavor.
0: Uh, A different flavor of wings. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, I'll I'll get. I'll fuck with some lemon (laughs) pepper. (laughs) But I mean, it's gonna be ranch with it, though. It's gonna be ranch, ranch all day. Look, man, blue cheese is just fucking rotten ranch. That's what it is.
2: It is right. It isn't blue cheese. It's rotten ranch. Because blue cheese are the chunky, moldy crumbles. Mm
0: -hmm. Because, like, here's what happens when when you accidentally get blue cheese when you ordered ranch. You don't notice that it's not ranch until the moldy flavor hits you, like, three seconds after. You're like, "Oh, oh, I don't think this was ranch. It's not, and it wasn't. It's blue cheese. Blue cheese sucks. Ranch is better. Yeah, blue I'm sticking cheese. by it.
2: I, and I've never liked people that were really into blue cheese. I, blue cheese people, generally, I've always been like, mm, not my kind.
0: Now, now look though, not like, my type. like there's a time and a place for everything. A wedge salad?
2: I like a wedge that only oh, works with blue
0: cheese. You know, oh, like right. I get it. There's a time and a place for everything. Wings is not. And I know that that's sacrilege. You know, especially the world that we're in. And Joey's, you know, Diaz is like blue cheese or go fuck your mother. But I still stand strong. That ranch is so much better with, than blue cheese on wings.
2: Well, yeah, on clearly. Yeah,
0: and on most clearly, things.
2: but I you just you just blew my mind up because I forgot about a wedge salad. Yeah. that's like imperative to have blue
0: cheese. Yeah, it, and it's an amazing. It's one of the best salads I think in the game. I know,
2: <laughs> I know. Now, remember when you were a little kid and you tasted blue cheese and you were like, "This is the most vile shit." Mm-hmm. Like wasn't it the grossest thing you could ever conceive of? Yeah, my
0: thought was just Ugh. like this isn't ranch.
2: Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Mm. I bet Chris loves blue cheese. Chris, are you a blue cheeser?
0: Uh, nope.
3: Are you oh. sure? I never liked it. My dad did, but I always thought it was gross. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Tell yeah. everybody what you do before bed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I uh, usually do a crossword.
0: Shut up, you. really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know. Don't you love him so much more? Dude, Chris, I
0: know Chris is the most normal person here. He taught me and Zolo the importance of <laughs> participating in the census the other
2: day. Oh, yeah. I, no, that goes right in the trash, right? Yeah. The, I mean, I don't. I do them. I legally do
0: what I'm supposed to right, do. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, me too, yeah. But, you know, there's no legal repercussions for not doing it. But, like, like I told him, I was like, because people texted me. They were like, hey, what's up? This is Jeff uh, Nadav. Uh, I see that you didn't fill out the census. Could so you, you get on Jeff? the Could you get on the phone with me and I'll walk you through it. And oh. at that point, I looked at the census papers that I held on to because I was like, I need to fill this out eventually. And I threw them right in the shredder.
2: Christina. Right in the shredder.
0: Because some about the way he, he said it was very Jeff. condescending. And I'm not going to. Take that from Jeff. Jeff,
2: isn't isn't that the worst too when they try and be familiar in those tech, those unsolicited texts like. fuck you. Hey, Christina, it's Wendy of, you know, Mike Pence's campaign. I don't know a
0: Wendy. Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know you, you don't know me, bitch. But anyway, the point being that um, how wholesome an activity crossword puzzles are. I'm like, and I said to Chris, I'm like, oh, you don't drink every night to fall asleep like me. (laughs) Because I find that two, classes, two glasses of a Chardonnay often do that trick, too. But, no, he was saying how you get into a routine, and it's a pattern, and da-da-da-da. I get it. I get it. But and it's sweet.
0: How long, Chris, have you been <clears> doing <throat> crosswords for? How long has this been a routine?
3: Um, I mean, <laughs> at least a year or two. It's mm. a new routine. I mean, it's <laughs> wow. I, I, I go through my routine. So crossword is a thing. Before that, I think I did, like, a word search or whatever. Did you but you go through Aww. a Sudoku phase? I love uh, Not really. That one requires too much thinking.
0: Oh. Mm. Wow. Fascinating.
2: You are the sweetest. You're the marrying kind, Chris. You're going to make such a good husband. I know. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, next, we'll find you a lady. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The Chris dating show. I'm so down.
2: He won't let it happen. <laughs> Chris has something called boundaries. <laughs> Limitations. Here's the thing, Christina. I thought I had boundaries, too. I know. We're working him down. But you have to give me time. <laughs> Like, this is the most Chris has spoken in two years. Like, this is the beginning. It It's taken this long to get him to admit that he does stuff. You don't understand. He's so quiet, and he only pipes up at certain occasions. Like, we were eating lunch together yesterday. What is it that you piped up on? You were quiet the whole time. We were all together eating, and there was one topic you felt the need to chime in on. Do you remember, Chris? Yeah. What was you, I talking
3: about? You said you like to sweat when you sleep. <laughs> we were like that's that's crazy that's your body telling you you're too hot
2: that's where he chose to chime in on and mind you here at studio jeans all the conversations are wildly inappropriate you know how your hr department <laughs> somebody gets in trouble for being out of line here at studio jeans if you're not out of line you will be in trouble like we we go the different safe space Anyways, we're talking about crazy shit. And then that's what he chimes to. Okay, let's get to some important business. So follow up from last week, you got to F your husbands, guys. This is very important. We learned from Susan Pinsky. And I want to show this, this email came in. This is from New Zealand. Uh, this is so funny. This person's Peter says, as you clearly were disgusted by the thought of people barefoot walking in public, I thought I would share a pretty common sight from New Zealand. I saw this today in my local Auckland supermarket. Keep in mind, it's very late autumn, almost winter here now. Kiwis run around barefoot all the time, anytime and any season. So, if you're not just if you're just listening, here's a photo of a gentleman fucking barefoot in what looks like just a supermarket like a Trader Joe's, Trader Joe, it actually like looks like more. And um, I mean, Okay, hold on. And to top it off, a photo of my dad from back in Germany with his effing pink Crocs. I only called them his pig feet. <laughs> it brings such shame onto the family. I don't know what to do here. He, br- he bought them himself and on purpose. And no, he's not TikToked. Please tell him off for me. Maybe he'll listen then. Okay, so let's go back to the original barefoot. Yeah, I've seen this. So this is funny. When I was in South Africa, um we were in i think durban and i saw this too that people can walk through malls you can walk everywhere barefoot, barefoot? Mm-hmm. and i didn't know in um, new zealand that they were doing that but yeah and what is perplexing is the the winter thing like you're not cold a-hole i'm assuming it gets cold there yeah it's disgusting it's unhygienic it's unhygienic.
0: Like, it's, it's actually really crazy to me because I was talking to Eni, and I think you had this revelation, uh, uh, like, recently too, but that you shouldn't have your shoes on in your home.
2: That's disgusting.
0: Because, like, I remember I was, like, disgusting. I was trying to clean my shoe because I think I'd gotten gum on it, and my hands were all over the bottoms of it, and Annie is looking at me in disgust. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting the gum off. He's like, right. yeah, but, like, you're touching all the shit that you step on. I know. And then it clicked and I'm like, oh my God, he's right. I should not have shoes on in my home. I mean, I connected those. But this is
2: essentially, you're just wearing your outdoor shoes on your feet all day long. And tracking that crap into your home, it is so gross. And not only that, guys, foot coverings were invented uh, way back when, when we were chasing animals and running in the forest uh, as a necessity. You can step on sticks you can step on bugs you can step on glass gravel so it's just so disgusting now moving along i would rather go barefoot than wear these pink crocs um that your dad got in germany peter i like that they call him pig feet yeah that is fucking revolting revolting if you're not a chef in the in a kitchen somewhere you know, chefs can wear this. Anthony Bourdain could have worn those, and you're like, all right, I get it. He's Anthony Bourdain. But just for comfort. And a- another thing, they're not not—they're not safe because nails and shit can go in your feet still. Uh, it, and It's not very porous. You're sweating. I think well, they're disgusting. Well, I'll say that. Disgusting. A
0: nail could go through your shoe, too. Mm. I, th- I think that's just as much a protection.
2: But there's not a hole in the front where,
0: like, a nail can well, literally... Well, no, he, here's, where, here's where I'd make the argument is that, Ugh. sure, it, 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 I, d- I don't know if it's safer Glass. or less safe, but, like, let's say, for example, you're in the bathroom or you're taking out the garbage. Guess what could spill through those holes and straight onto your tootsies? Ugh. Garbage water, piss, stuff that you encounter in Ugh. a bathroom. That's That's where that's gross, I think.
2: Yeah, and just aesthetically, it's just... My friend sent me a f- uh, a video of the line in front of the Birkenstock store in Santa Monica, and I I go I looked at the line and I go yep all unfuckable just a line of unfuckables they were not yeah oh here it is oh I gave it to you good yeah so here's <laughs> Jessica sent this in <laughs> I'm not even kidding you there's a line there's a line, there's a line lit unfuckable in. Amish girl weird uh, weird lesbian mom let's Let's, let's look at the lineup. Let's try to cut the audio and let's look at the lineup here. Who's standing at the Burke store? So this is the line at the Burke store. Okay, weird foreign guy. Panda- yeah. yeah, go, go, yeah, down, yeah, yeah. go you're, down.
0: You're in my dad.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, but hold Stop, pause. Okay, okay. First of all, I think this is the most unforgivable look in the world. If you're a man and you're not from Eastern Europe or Europe in general, he's got his pants hiked up, pushed up mid-calf, and then that's not enough of the sin. And then he's got white sneaks with no socks, which is so disgusting because you know it smells rancid, just rancid, nasty. It's blue cheese feet. That's what you're getting. Disgusting.
0: Now hold on. Disgusting. Didn't you just it's recently? It's the gayest s- thing ever. Look how gay on. he looks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you just recently start
0: wearing socks? Me? Uh huh. What are you talking about? I've always worn socks. Didn't didn't I could have sworn maybe you said a story where you're like, oh, yeah, I used to not wear socks. And then I learned about ankle socks.
2: No, I used to not, not wear ankle socks. I didn't know that you could buy hidden socks. So I would look like a nerd alert wearing like high socks with like cool shoes. <laughs> but this is unforgivable. The And I'm not sure why he's pushing up his pants. That looks terrible, right? Unless he's a gay dad. It and, looks, for- you know, it kind of looks foreign. foreign. I feel
0: like this guy goes on boats a lot. Yeah you know He's like european. i feel like this, is a, this yeah this is a european boat look
2: okay the little girl's adorable okay a lady here karen unfuckable next someone behind the tree can't see go ahead unfuckable look at these two amish there's an amish girl unfuckable a lady Wait, in a which, hospital gown which unfuckable one is, which one's amish the girl with the white bag she looks amish and then her what? grandma <laughs> she just sprung out of a hospital and i do agree gown. with that looks with that terrible assessment. next who else is in line this is the birkenstock line yeah nerd alert okay this guy's not getting laid he's an incel next there she is karen okay so so far zero 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 fuckable i would not sleep with any of these people right would you have sex with her and a dog no don't lie don't fucking lie with this
0: me. with this woman never mm. yeah you had hesitate okay yeah i don't no. i think that that's gonna no. be a no for me dog. no
2: it's a pass She's going to get her Burks though. Okay. As you know, I am a huge supporter of sexually manipulating your spouse. What better way to do that than with an item from adamandeve.com? I have purchased many an item. I'm a huge fan of cock rings, they're fantastic. Uh, Ladies, you get one of these for the husband, and they're so excited that you're doing anything remotely different and new. I swear to God, they will take out the trash and do your bidding if you get them sexually satisfied. I love Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. There's couples toys. Toys for women, toys for men. You've got your lubes. You've got your lotions. You've got lingerie and so many other sexy gifts And uh, yeah, what are we all doing? We're all at home right now. So you can choose almost any one item and get 50% off at adamandeve.com with the code WMMA. Oh, I love this. Go to adamandeve.com and use that offer code WMMA to get 50% off just about any item plus 10 free gifts. What? Use code WMMA at checkout. Mmm. Would you like to know the secret to natural-looking foundation? It is Luminous Silk 4-in-1 Airbrush System. It's absolutely the best thing. I use it. Uh, It comes with a little, little machine, a little... Tube, you fill it up and you can blend the color so that you get a precise color. You know, a lot of times you buy a color, it's too light, it's too dark. And what I love is that it just bzz, rests on the surface of the skin and it doesn't rest in your wrinkles and make you look dry and old. It really is the best. Unlike traditional liquid foundation and powders, which can exaggerate the signs of aging like fine lines and wrinkles by being heavy and cakey, the Luminous Silk Airbrush System uses 10 times less makeup and its skin loving 4 in 1 formula combines your moisturizer, your anti-aging serum, your concealer and your foundation for flawless, younger-looking coverage. Luminous Air has a limited time offer for you right now. Go to trysilk.com/wmma to get 60% off your Luminous Silk 4 in 1 Airbrush System. That's trysilk.com/wmma. Get smoother, fuller and more natural-looking foundation coverage. Visit slash WMMA today. Uh, So let's do some other follow ups. Oh my God, this one's my favorite. I wrote it, I wanted you guys to tell me what's the most annoying thing your spouse does. (laughs) Uh, This one's fucking amazing. Okay. What my mom used to do, and oh, do I hate it, I was a teenager, was not only staring at me while watching TV with a silly mom grin. Oh God, this is so hard to read. But once I finally gave in and looked at her, she would ask me, are you happy? (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God, my mom is still really good at asking those deep questions, totally out of the blue and out of context of what's happening which 20 years later, I'm 34 now, still makes it awkward and weird for my sister, me and my dad. Besides the weird quirks, she is a great mom. I'm really lucky with my parents. Greets from Belgium. Oh, that's why, yeah, she's European, okay? She's European and that's what they do. They like to ruin uh, spontaneous moments with deep stuff. That's what we do. We like to take everything and make it heavy. So she took the, the moment. It's like when you acknowledge what's happening, it destroys it. You know, like you you can't name it. You can't name the moment, otherwise the moment then disappears. So that's what your mom was doing. She was ruining your joy. That's so gross. Are you happy? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, mommy, I was watching the latest episode and the video clip of London and her mom reminded me of something my mom told me. So London, was a girl who uh, they visited a resort or something when she was a little girl and the mother let her sleep with a different family for one night. (laughs) And like, you know, didn't even know these people and she's like, thanks mom. So, um, okay, my grandma used to take her three kids camping all the time when they were little. She also had a CB radio in her car and let the kids talk to truckers in the area, (laughs) hell yeah. When they stopped to use the restroom, she would let her kids ride to the next truck stop with the truckers. <laughs> we asked her about this and she said, "Oh, well, I was driving right behind them. They couldn't take them anywhere. This would be in the early 80s." So I mean, look, well, it's true. You're riding right behind the truck. You don't know what that guy's doing during the yeah. ride. Like,
0: yeah, because taking them somewhere isn't the only bad thing he could do. I know. He could do you could, you know, yeah, you you know, got, got a knife in your pocket, you could do some real damage to someone in the passenger Oh,
2: well, we know it. Everybody's imagining right now what could have happened to that little kid. Gross. Good job, parents. Mm.
0: Well, I'm just glad that they're alive and well and able to write in about it.
2: There you go. So, booger walls. I mentioned on a previous episode that I had a friend growing up who kept a booger wall. And what that is is uh, basically by her bed she would pick her nose and then whoosh, wipe it on the wall to create a beautiful a beautiful collage of boogers so someone says oh sandy writes as you guys were mentioning booger walls it actually reminded me of the fact that my younger cousin who by the way is now 33 also had a booger wall but to add to the booger wall he also used to spit into the corner of his room to hopefully fill it fill it up so he could swim in what he thought would be a huge fish tank. He was nasty as fuck. But he's the most intelligent person you could meet now. Maybe he was into something. <laughs> well, I will tell you that the girl that did the booger wall, highly intelligent, highly creative, really cool adult. So you never know. And also the other day, uh, my older son, Ellis, was oh, he was on all fours and he had his beehole hole exposed in the air and I was like Does does he need mental help is this like is this okay and then um no and then my friend was like it's fine my kids do the same thing so all the weird stuff you're worried about mm, probably not as weird because they will grow out of it which is what everybody tells you don't worry they grow out of it they grow out of it now Chris did nothing
3: weird growing up
2: I was a nose picker. I love to pick my nose. Were you a nose picker in a dog? I bet you were.
0: Um, well, no, because I think only in late college I realized that you could even like blow your nose. I thought that just, you know.
2: You just picked it all the
0: time? or you? No, no, no. no. I just time. I was just like, that's just what my nose is like. I just can't breathe through it. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that I could get that out of there. I was just uh, like, that's just how I'm breathing. Uh, day, okay. I, guess.
2: Just, I bet you had so many gross things. OK, let's let's do the follow up video. Let's see what's on the video.
0: Oh, that, uh, oh, the line you. at the Birkenstock was the follow-up. Oh, right? okay. But, but we do have some voicemails. Let's do some voicemails. Perfect. All right, so first off, we do have something uh, on the lines of Birkenstocks. Oh, no. People are going to get mad at me.
3: They always are. Hi, Christina. Hi, Noah. I'm living in Portland,
1: Oregon, <laughs> and I just wanted to call in and let you know that I saw not one, but three different people wearing Birkenstocks in the raid
3: yesterday two of which were wearing socks. Just thought I would leave that there and
1: see what your thoughts were on that. Thanks.
2: Bye. So he's from Portland where it rains constantly.
0: But people are wearing sandals with socks in the rain.
2: No, I know. That's what I'm I'm trying to like. Ugh. It's so stupid. (laughs) And if you can only think about the rage that I feel when I get my socks on and I'm out of the shower, I'm getting dressed, and then you accidentally step in a puddle of water with just your socks on. Like the fucking rage I feel, like God has cursed me, and now I have to start over again. It's like a total takeover. It's like after you, it's like you shower, and then you have to shit. And you're like, oh fuck, now I gotta go back. It's like, should I just go to sleep and start the whole day over? Cause the order of things is messed up. And that's how I feel. About Birkenstocks and socks. It's a summer shoe. If you're gonna do it, do it in the summer, not the winter. Disgusting, disgusting. Thank you. We have another follow-up a voicemail.
0: Um. Yeah. This is a follow-up on someone's bachelor pad.
1: <laughs> Hi, jeans. Um. You were talking about pathetic bachelor existence. Um. In this last episode, and I just wanted to give you my experience with my pathetic ex bachelor my fiance when i met him when he was 24 he lived in a studio apartment but um he didn't have a bathroom in his apartment at all it was like a shared communal bathroom with everyone in the apartment and he didn't have a key for the female bathroom so i constantly had to use the male bathroom on the floor with these scary men who who lived in the building and there was one shower and I one time was in the shower and someone banging on the door to telling a man telling me to get out of the shower that it was his turn to use the shower and the shock when I stepped out of the shower on this man's face was amazing I'll never forget it so don't 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 feel bad about living up of a pathetic bachelor existence Nadav it's okay i i dragged my man out of that hell hole and i'm sure you'll find a woman to do the same for you by jeans.
2: i mean where was he living in a halfway house what kind of thing have you heard of that that you share one toilet for all these dudes on a floor? Is it a dorm?
0: I feel like a lot of these types of living situations only happen in either New York City or San Francisco. Or London. Right, somewhere where there's just too many people in there and it's just like, you know what, fuck it, (laughs) one bathroom for 30 people.
2: (laughs) It's like one of those SRO hotels. Will you Google SRO, Single Resident Occupancy? It's when you're really, really, really poor and you're just renting the room this may have been what he was doing sro hotels and it's like the most depressed it's a flop house yeah it's like what you know bukowski would live in in an sro it's a one room yeah you don't even have a toilet you have to go down the hall for the turlet oh san francisco had a lot of these yeah they're really depressing oh my god it's like the military i remember when i would do these military gigs and uh, god damn it. One time I was somewhere so freaking hot, somewhere in the Persian Gulf or something. Qatar, I was in or they say Qatar, cutter I was in Qatar. And there was uh there was really nice air conditioned bunks. They put us in like a huge it's like not an it's like a big, you know, dormitory. So you have your little room. I had my own room, side by side, side by side, side by side, freezing cold, everything's metal, and uh, the bathroom was so annoying. Yeah, I had to get up and then walk all the way to the other side of the building to go pee. It was so nightmarish. And I pee like three times a night. <laughs> so I have to get up, put clothes on, go down the hall, piss, come back, do it. You know, it's a whole fucking thing, man. I should have just peed in a cup. Now that I think about it, yeah. Why didn't I just piss in a cup? Well, and live and learn. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do follow up. Where my dad's at? Oh, I love hearing from you dads. You guys are my faves.
0: Yeah. So we have uh, we have one voicemail. Okay. Let's do uh, that fr- one first. Yeah, from a dad uh, giving us a hack. Huh?
1: I got a quick mom hack for you. I make juices in the mornings for myself with beets and all that other good nasty shit, and uh, my son he's fascinated with it. And when I'm done making my juice. With all the vegetables in it i like to make he likes fruit juice so i'll take the fruit without cleaning out anything and i'll run it through the juicer and what he doesn't realize is all the particles and everything else from all the other vegetables Mm. and whatnot that i put through the juicer is now in his juice as well and he loves it quick little mom hack for you
2: Hmm, i like that one yeah our boys uh, whenever tom makes smoothies with like his weightlifting powders or whatever. But before he puts the powder in, if the kids see it, they're like, smoothie, smoothie, I want a smoothie. And then we trick them into uh, to drinking veggies and stuff too. But that's a really good trick. Very good, I like that one.
0: Yeah, it sounds a bit like uh, Susan's trick from, uh, from yeah. last week too, you know, you just blend up some carrots or broccoli and just put it in, in waffles and so stuff. That's
2: what we did, so I, ha- I started doing that with pancakes and it's super easy. It's really, really a great way to get them uh, eating stuff. So here's a good hack, too. This is a good one. This comes from Tommy. Uh, Don't talk about vegetables when you are making supper or planning meals. Just do it. I would chop carrots and broccoli, and my boy would toddle in to see what was going on. I'd hand him a carrot. I'd hand him a spear of broccoli, and he would eat it. That's so true. Like it was a treat from Daddy's Labor. He's 23 and still loves vegetables. That's so true. I think... If I do that to the kids, like uh, if I'm feeding them and I just kind of do it matter of fact, it's kind of like everything in life. If you're not thinking about it too hard, you can get away with it. It's like shoplifting. I don't know if you ever shoplifted, but the key to shoplifting is you do it and you don't make a big deal. Like you're, hey, I'm supposed to have this pen. This is supposed to go in my pocket. Like that's the kind of thinking you need to have when you're stealing shit, or feeding your kids. This is what's supposed to happen. And you just go there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, oh, where my dad's at. Okay. Wife has butthole problems. This is interesting. Hi mommy. My triple D slut wife of five years is awesome. And I love her very much but she has a bowel issue that requires her to take laxatives every day, which results in her having explosive browns multiple times a day. This will be fine with me, except she refuses to clean the toilets in the house, which means that duty falls on me. Our poor toilets are all ruined due to her messy browns, and I almost throw up every time I have to clean them. If she didn't have such huge milkers, I would probably go off and find a Dalmatian with a normal butthole but we just, I just had to vent. Well, Brian, you know, I've, I don't know if I'm, I've probably have said this before. I've been with the same man for 15 years. And what I found is that, A, we have the same same fights for the last 15 years. You you fight about the same stuff over and over and over again. You're always leaving the boxer shorts on the floor. Or, you know, why didn't you do this when I asked you to do that? So plan on having the same problems over and over in your relationship. So there's two things you can do. You either uh, work around the issue, which is I'm a firm believer in working around as much as what is unchanged. It's unchangeable is what I'm trying to say. She's likely going to be doing this forever. Five years, she's been blasting the bowl, okay? Nothing you can do. Uh, So you're going to have to work around it or just fucking ignore it. I always say outsource, outsource what you can in the relationship to save both your sanity. Uh, I've said this before, Tom and I, since we've been together, we have had a housekeeper and I'm talking broke. I am talking 2008 broke, where Tom and I had $200 to our names for some way somehow we always had a housekeeper no matter what even if it was just once a month to do a deep cleaning of the bowl of all that stuff because we were like i don't want to do it i don't want to spend my free time highly recommend bringing in a housekeeper i know with covid right now it's kind of uh tricky but hey uh or you just gotta shut up about it and i know it's disgusting but i'm sure you do gross shit too that's the thing in a marriage is really can i accept how disgusting my spouse is. It does it, you know, it's really a threshold of disgusting. Um, I've seen Tom's browns and skids and farts just for so many years, I've just blocked it out. And it gets to a point too, when you're with somebody for so long that their disgusting thing kind of, it doesn't become your disgusting thing, but it, yeah, it becomes like a part of you. Like Tom's grossness I co-opt as my grossness. Like he has, I like to groom him. I like to find acne. I like to, I like to pluck long hairs. I like to get in there. And you know, I'm so used to the smell of his farts and my farts and his browns. And it's like, whose browns are these? Yours or mine? I don't even know anymore. I don't even know where his browns end and my begin. That's how long we've been together. You just, and you know what too, once you have babies, all that stuff kind of goes out the window. At least, Tom has seen both of our children blast out of me. And I think once you let down that much guard with somebody, like there's no going back. He's seen me at my absolute most vulnerable and disgusting, pushing out his children. (sighs) So there you go. I can't wait to see who you marry Nadav. Cause would you say you're very disgusting? I mean, your your browns are gross. I'm sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're farting.
0: Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they don't smell. Okay. (laughs) Okay. No, I mean, like I've you know I've pulled I've pulled some squeakers, you know, some Uh, silent ones. No one said anything, and I don't think my friends are polite enough to not mention it to me. Huh. They would definitely tell me something. Huh. Um. But yeah, here's the thing though, is that like huh. like when I don't think about it, I'm like huh, I'm not gross, but then you mention one thing and it's like, oh yeah, right, I am disgusting. We're all gross. Yeah.
2: Like even like I think to 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 not be gross takes so much effort that I'm I'm so unaware. <laughs> I don't think I could as a, a, you know, it would yeah. take so much effort for me to constantly be on that high alert. Yeah of oh god was that gross right but like I don't, I don't
0: know. but i'm I, maybe it's a defense mechanism but i'm able to use that grossness and make myself laugh with it like yeah. i remember <laughs> i remember in college back when i was actually like shaving my face with a razor
1: hmm.
0: um that i ran out of aftershave one time so i just threw listerine on my face cuz oh i knew god. it had alcohol in it oh my god. and i was just like this kind of fucks you know like yeah. my my face smells minty fresh And then I told someone that and then they they laughed really hard and made me feel bad.
1: And Ah. I was like, oh,
0: so you're not supposed to do that. No. no. No, And then then I'm able to laugh, though, you know, because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm the dumbest person I know. Yeah. And that's funny.
2: That's true. And and the key to really to true happiness is to find that person that you're okay being dumb in front of. Like the other day I printed out. (laughs) Tom was like, can you print this thing out? We have to sign it. And then I I printed it out three times, and then he, he was like, "You fucking printed these three times!" Like it's a joke where we chastise each other for like innocent mistakes. I'm so fucking stupid. I'm so stupid. I printed it out three times. <laughs> it makes me. Laugh. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Or you can shame each other, and it doesn't it doesn't affect you. Okay. Um, I have some TikToks I brought inside. Firstly, I want to show the skateboarding one. I'm like. I'm one of those people that growing up in L.A., I fucking loved skateboarders. And I never dated a skater boy because all you do is watch them skate. If you're the girlfriend of a skater, you just watch them skate. I think in my heart, I secretly want to be a rad skateboarder. And I love these two boys. I found them on the talk, Dalton Dern and Kanan Dern and they're brothers, and I think one of them is a professional skateboarder, and the other one makes these videos of him. And they're so fucking rad. Like, okay, if you, please watch this on the YouTube. Go ahead and play this. It's so amazing what these two boys did.
0: Whoa, so they're just skating through a whole house. Mm-hmm.
2: It's dope. Through the bedroom, the living room. My favorite is he goes to the kitchen and there's someone there. <laughs> what? Yeah, now he's outside, in the backyard, in another house, living room. Here's the kitchen, there's mom. <laughs> so Man, rad.
0: So at what age are you going to pressure Ellis and, uh, and Juju to be able to do this in I'm, your house?
2: I'm on this shit. <laughs> Look how rad that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude. That's rad. So they're on the gram at Dalton Dern and at Kanan Dern. And I just, I love the recklessness. I love that kind of shit. I really hope my boys, I would love if my boys got together and did stuff like that. I just thought it was super fucking cool. I wish I could skateboard like that. Okay. uh, Let's do the wiping jar. I saw this on the talk and thought I would share this with you uh, parents out there. Because this one blew my mind, bro. Okay. So basically this woman is talking and she's like, a lot of people be surprised to know that I do this. So she's taking like the jelly jar that we all have, <clears throat> and most of us have nasty crusted over lids and crusty and groose, go- goopy goopy jelly jars. This broad, all she's doing is taking a cloth and wiping the lid, the lip of the jar clean. And then she's here, play it, and then she's doing
1: It's so simple but yet people find this fascinating when they come into my house and they also think that I am a sociopath that I take the time to do
0: this <laughs> one. But it's not that crazy. Like Here's the thing, I think it is. Why? It's you don't no one ever wants to see the bottom of a jelly jar. I think. The bottom. You have yeah. to. No, she... no, no, no. You wait until you haven't used it in a while and the jelly makes it impossible to open. And, and then like, you know and it's that's, time. that's the end of the jelly jar. <laughs>
2: that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you know.
0: Yeah. That's when it's time to get a new one. If you see the bottom of it, you have no uh... way of knowing how long it's been there for.
2: I know. But this one... Like, look how inspiring that is. How what clean what that about is. this is inspiring it's, to you? It feels good to watch her clean the jelly jar.
0: Okay, here's the thing. I oh agree I agree with you that it feels good to watch her clean it. Oh, look how would good that is. Would it feel good if I had clean jelly jars? I don't think so.
2: Chris, I bet your jelly jars are spotless. Immaculate jelly jars.
0: I don't really eat jelly. so. don't
2: eat jelly. Would you, would you eat the low sugar kind?
3: I mean, sure. I did have peanut butter and jelly like a month or two ago, though. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's the last time I had peanut butter and jelly. All
2: right. Well, I would have pegged you as a jelly guy. I was blown away by this. Fuck you two. Both of you. uh, Because I would never, ever think to just do something so simple, to wipe down a jar, and it would bring me so much peace.
0: So are you doing that now? No.
2: No. (laughs) No. No. And that's the thing is that I can appreciate... (laughs) When other people do nice things. I don't do any of these things. I don't. I don't know and I don't know why. Cause I know it would bring me joy, but I'm like, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve the clean jar. I can't be that person, right? I'm who's who am I to wipe a jar? <laughs> That's for uppity blonde ladies. I'm not an uppity blonde. Right?
0: Oh, that makes that makes me laugh. No
2: sense. <laughs> no sense. I feel can I tell you what I feel like? I feel like I would be a failure. To my heritage like as a hardcore eastern blocker like i to me this is what like white americans do like white ladies do that shit. i'm not like
0: wiping jelly jars yeah like
2: yeah. it's so american and wholesome i'm like i'm not that person though like my family would fucking laugh at me so hard
0: yeah because i mean here's the thing is that i look at this it's weakness and i i'm like i didn't realize this was a problem worth solving yeah you know like i didn't think this was ruining anything it just, it seems like, man, imagine if she applied that, I don't know, I don't want to say curing cancer, but something close, to like there's a different problem that's probably better to solve.
2: See, you're finding this to be a useless thing. That's uh, yeah. I actually find this to be deeply satisfying and useful in that if I did that, it would probably feel really good to me to see that in my own fridge
0: that you would eventually be eating old jelly that you can't tell is old because you can still take the lid off no
2: no i mean you just kind of you you we go through a lot in our house
0: it's not a problem
2: but i don't know that would bring me such peace and joy and i'm like i know it would (laughs) (laughs) i'm just not gonna do it i'm still not gonna do it who am i resisting i don't know i gotta talk to this i gotta talk to my shrink about this okay so um Here's another talk that I found, and I—I I tell you, you know, I've been, <laughs> I've been annoyed um, by the fashion industry for a minute because lately there's been a movement. I mean, in all of society for inclusion and diversity, which is an inherent good. I don't agree with that, but I do think that the. Um, the fashion industry is an industry, meaning its job is to attract eyeballs and sell things, and it's a fantasy world. It's a business like any other. And um. There, so there's this really pretty, she's actually quite beautiful model on Instagram. And the only thing that's different and unique about her is her ridiculous eyebrows. And the thing is, is that she's extremely traditionally beautiful like objectively gorgeous so the eyebrows it's like her way of sticking it to the man or her way of being diverse you know it's like it's kind of a bullshit. it's like me shaving my head at 14 and being like why are you looking at me funny yeah you know, like i'm just wearing a dog collar god mom and it feels like a little childish so she's on the gram and she's always like what why can't everybody handle my brows <laughs> and then there was did one, you just pluralize that why can't everyone handle, handle my, my brows? brows yeah well I just i just see one then. one there's one yeah mm-hmm. and then she's like i want you to know me better in one other talk she's like i want you guys to know me better so go ahead and ask me whatever you want to ask me and I'll just answer it and it's like what well, are you really that interesting that the people are just aching to know more about your internal life like you're actually you're very beautiful I see that and you you're just you've just chosen these wacky eyebrows that it's it's easily it's it's an easy remedy you know you can go get them tweezed but I like that she's lumping herself in with an, an inclusion movement, right? Like I th- I think it was Calvin Klein had a black trans um plus-sized activist model in Times Square. It was an ad- and I was like, "Wow, well that's a marginalized person. Now that is an inclusive moment. Like, wow, that's really unique. She's really interesting to look at. She's selling Calvin Klein. Awesome." Okay, but so play this ta- this talk. I, I just I, just makes (laughs) my fucking brain explodes because i'm like is this this is this generation completely bereft of any fucking reason is there is there any logic not not everybody but just this kind of argument makes me nuts play play this i think now the
0: industry is taking a bit of a turn where they think it's trendy to like you know include different people it shouldn't be trendy including people who are different shouldn't be a thing because people are telling you to do it you should be doing it because
2: you. keep going
0: no that's where it is oh
2: oh, she says okay Uh so she so her argument is like (laughs) fashion shouldn't be trendy first of all by definition fashion is trendy (laughs) That's what fashion is, changes. And secondly, you know, and what really makes my asshole pucker is telling people why they should do something else. She's like, you should have models just because you want them to be diverse. You should, you should. And I'm like, you know what you should do? Get your fucking eyebrows fixed, all right? Go fucking do that. You should do that. How about that? Don't fucking tell me what... Uh, I should and shouldn't be doing. Uh, That makes me nutty when they're prescribing to you how you should be thinking and acting. Don't tell me how to do that. Anyway, she's traditionally pretty, so she doesn't count as a marginalized person. I don't think she counts.
0: Right, because if you could shave off the thing that makes you marginalized, then you're not marginalized, right?
2: Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah. Big difference between her and the black trans um, plus-sized activist model. Like, "Mm, sweetie. You're a white blonde girl with some stupid eyebrows. Okay. Okay. And here's also makes me nutty.
0: There was something super funny about Ugh. that video. Is that the person that was recording her was like saying like right, right, you're right.
2: Unless but, she had to egg but, her
0: on. But also, so like, so she has she has uh, her brows are like some darkies, right? She got some dark eyebrows, sure. and but she's got blonde hair. Yeah. Um. So, that, I mean, one of those isn't natural, right? Well,
2: the, yeah, she's bleaching, which, right. which is what I do, too, because my right, right, eyes are right. dark, too. The, yeah. But
0: that makes sense. So it's so she's just making a statement, because she will put work into bleaching her hair, but she's not going to put <laughs> right. work into shaving her unibrow. <laughs> right. right. That's which a is good wild. Point. <laughs> that, that's crazy. <laughs>
2: that's a good point. Yeah, like, she's one of these people that's going out of her way to be diverse. Like, okay. And you guys, and I love when people are like, you should want to have this the business the, like no fashion just wants to make money like every other business they don't have to do anything you want they should you should fuck you makes me crazy don't tell you should never tell don't don't should anybody into anything how about that if you don't like it leave it you don't have to should me have you tried hello fresh yet it is so easy it is sustainable it saves you time it saves you money Um, I love it because the meals, the recipes are so delicious. You get your fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your front door. It's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. I love the variety of HelloFresh. I will make things that I never thought I would even get to in my wildest dreams and they're all delicious they take about 30 minutes or even 20 minutes with their quick recipe options it's a great way to spend time with the kids Um, they love helping me make these meals it's just a nice bonding moment and plus these things are sustainable pre-portioned ingredients mean there's less prep for you and less food waste it's flexible Keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order. You can change your delivery days so you're not losing out. So go to hellofresh.com slash 80 WMMA and use code 80 WMMA to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit hellofresh.com for more details. Again, go to hellofresh.com slash 80 WMMA and use code 80 WMMA to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit hellofresh.com for more details. Um... Okay, let's go to, we did those hacks. Um, oh, we got a this. general
0: question. Ah,
2: let's do a general.
0: That you marked. Um, I think it's uh, one of the emails on the desk. You
2: see? Uh, uh, e- uh, I did, I did, I did. Anything good? Okay. I'm 38 years old and 28, 28 weeks pregnant with my first due in mid-September. Listening to you, Leanne and Hila. I haven't heard anything nice about those first few weeks of a baby's life. The dark forest uh, as it has lovingly been referred to. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate y'all's honesty. So the rest of us aren't blindsided by these challenges. But I'm now more scared about these weeks than I am about giving birth. Oh, okay, shit. Can you provide us scared moms to be with tips for surviving the dark forest when you're walking around in an adult diaper 24-7 and you haven't slept in a week? Or any practical tips for how to not hate your husband? What sleeping arrangement is best for sleep? And how to stop and appreciate this time? Lots of love, Kelly. So first of all, Kelly, not everybody doesn't appreciate that first month. It really is for psychos like Leanne, Gila, and myself. (laughs) You have to understand too, like... I, pro- I I present just a counter argument that I never saw in popular culture. That's why I talked about that. So the majority, I th- I think I don't know what whatever is presented in mass media is that it is a wonderful time, and um, it actually is. It is listen. It all it is all very new and very special. It's very sweet. Um, yes, the physical pain and yes, the pain of change is there. But it's, uh, you're going to be so in love with your baby that you're going to overlook all of that and then maybe get amnesia later and have a second one. But obviously it, it, it wasn't all bad because I went back, back for seconds is what I'm trying to say. But, um, but the specialness of their tininess, their vulnerability in that first month is, I think what I'm trying to say is the ambivalence, the ability to hold two opposing feelings at once is difficult for me. Maybe not for you. Maybe not for a lot of women. The ability to be simultaneously terrified of taking care of this life and cherishing this new life and being really enamored of it—you're going to fall in love with this kid. So it's good and it's bad. And then just for me, for me, it was harder for for than most. But let me ask you this: So so walking around adult diaper, okay? Practical tips for how not okay? Dork for when you're walking around adult, diaper, okay? How do, how do you not hate your husband? That's a hard one because um, you've got hormones playing a huge role. You know, you're going to there's I don't know. There's almost nothing you can do except be direct. I found that telling my husband in advance. Hey, look, man, everything that's inside of me is going to come out of me in a few pushes like everything and your everything drops out the bottom. Warn him. Hey, I don't know how I'm going to react. You may have to check in on me more you may have to be more tolerant of me just apologize in advance that's what i did on my i remember before i started taking hormones for ivf with juju i literally said to my husband before i put an estrogen patch on i said i'll see you in a year because i'm about to lose my mind and we kissed and i was like i just forgive me in advance you're gonna fucking hate me and i'm gonna hate you sleeping arrangements is best for sleep in the, in the beginning, the first month. um, Yeah. I advise, this is what I did with my kids and it worked nicely was having a bassinet right next to your bed. You're going to be maybe a little nervous about the kid as the kid sleeping, as the kid breathing. So that way you've got the bassinet Right next to you there's some beautiful bassinets that come right up to the edge of the bed there and you can just breastfeed that way or if you don't breastfeed whatever it's there and then your husband sleeps next to you so you can both enjoy the thrills of not sleeping that first month i kind of recommend it because that that'll lessen the um the anger you feel the resentment when you're just the only one waking up you can take turns getting up to deal with the baby if you do formula. Um, Tom and I split duties in the very beginning with Ellis. I don't recommend that one. Maybe you take shifts four hours on, four hours off. I recommend getting as much help as possible. I recommend a mother if you have one, a great, if if you like her and and you guys get along, bring her, bring a grandmother, bring a sister, bring a nanny, bring a housekeeper, have meals delivered, have meals brought to you. Just ask for as much help As you possibly can in all senses in all senses don't do shit that first month you're not returning emails you're not you don't take visitors unless you really really want them just focus on being tired and focus on you and the baby and then you'll you'll get through it and then before you know it you'll be out of that forest in no time all right good luck it's not all bad obviously it it, it does get better just know that if you do feel sad you may not you might you might really dig it so listen there are women like Mitzi. We had Mitzi the doula who loves that, the, the newborn phase, loves it so much that she's devoted her life to caring for newborns. So there you go. Let's do, I want to do what would Christina P do? Uh, oh, this is interesting.
1: You got mom
0: questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P do?
2: Okay, this is from Lauren. Um, to make a long story short, she basically had a rough first kid that cried for the first six months, and it literally it just almost killed the husband. She's got bad post postpartum depression, PTSD from it all. I girl, I know, I know. Um, she says, I noticed on. Where my mom's at, everyone says you need to have another child to give your child a sibling or else you are basically a shitty parent. What are your real thoughts on the situation? (laughs) I love you and your humor. Thank you, Lauren. Okay, you don't need to do it. I think there are situations in which being an only child was really, really great for me. Now, had I had normal fucking parents, it would have been great. You get double the Christmas presents. You get a great education because your parents can afford it. You're given the coolest shit um again my life as an only child was miserable because my mom was crazy and my dad was crazy all right so if i had normal parents would have been great i've got uh, a few friends that have onlys and they're going to stop at onlys and the kid is totally happy totally adjusted totally normal for me it was important i think for leanne because we both grew up um with wacky moms and his only children we were very lonely and sad because our parents were nuts not because being an only child is somehow inherently bad so i just want to make that distinction and i I probably don't always make that distinction so there you go lauren and hey listen i know there's pressure society wants you to pump out another one another one don't do it if you don't have the mental and the physical or the financial resources do not do it there's no reason there's no reason to stress yourself out you're enjoying your one kid keep enjoying them okay Uh, How to start therapy. I've been tuning into your podcast for some time now and I want to be a mother in the sometime future. I'm in a relatively new relationship, but I come from a dysfunctional family and my father is an ex-alcoholic like yours. You mentioned seeking therapy and I had a mini breakdown last night and cried in the bathroom when my father came over to my house and realized, hey, normal people don't react like that. And I started searching up therapists of my area. I haven't made the phone call yet. And I'm on the fence about how to seek for help and how to deal with these issues so I don't spread them to my children in the future. How how'd you start your process in therapy and finally seek the help you needed? Thanks, Daniela. Okay, Daniela, is it it's not normal to cry um, every time you see your folks? I had the same reaction before I got into therapy, actually. The last time I it was like I was talking to my mom and she was fucking stressing me out she said i had the stroke that's the time she fell down at lamps rs and it wasn't a fucking stroke and i hung out the phone and i just started shaking and crying and having like a very visceral reaction and um so what i did was i asked a friend ask around ask your friends hey are you in therapy who do you recommend who do you see And most of the time that therapist can't treat you and the friend if you're close because it's a conflict, but that therapist can recommend you or refer you to somebody who can. And then it's a dating game. You're going to meet that person. You're going to sense if it's a good match. And what does that mean? It means you feel comfortable confiding in them. It means that, um, I'll tell you one therapist I saw, uh, the guy was dressed like a space alien. He had on fucking velcro shoes and light denim uh jorts and he looked like fat fucking santa and i was like no no no, you don't even know what's up in the world you look like a psycho you how are you gonna tell me how to live my life when you're dressed like a, a fucking stupid santa so that sounds like a small thing but it's a big deal because i was like i don't want to talk to you and one time he goes i remember he goes okay christina i want you to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes and pretend I'm your mom. And I want you to act out. And I was like, is this acting class? Like, is this the Stanislavski fucking therapy? I don't want it. I'm, I'm a performer in my real life. I don't come to therapy to perform. So his style was not compatible. So then I interviewed another one. I started with another one and then I didn't like her for whatever reason. Then I went to another one. And then on the third try, I found the woman who i had been with for a decade. So it really is trial and error. You try, you talk a few times, you realize "Eh, I don't really like them. I don't feel like I trust them. I'm not really, I don't, I don't, you should cry a lot on your first um, session with a shrink if they're any good, that's what I think. So good luck, good job, get into therapy. Always, always go. I don't know how people don't see therapists, even fucking normal ones. Okay, well, I don't wanna do that one, that's gross. Oh, okay. Um, No, I don't want to do sloppers. Okay, here's a good one. My name is Ashley. I'm 23 and have been with my boyfriend for about eight to nine years and should be soon getting engaged. Good. Per my passive-aggressive encouragement. Awesome. Good girl. We're moving to a different state with my job offer. Here's the deal, too. I I really hate... uh, No one told me this, and I wish someone had an elder, if you will, that, you know, all these fucking... Uh, Instagram posts and, and these people that are like and then he just proposed like what they don't show you is that the woman wears the man down and starts asking for this shit and starts making a little bit of a demand you got to kind of plant those seeds hey I think I'm ready to get married you got to let them know you're interested in that tract of, of things so you, the woman does have to manipulate a little bit that's just how it goes she writes I feel a big time pressure to have children as early as possible which in my mind is like 28 So that our loved ones that we're close to have a substantial amount of time with our children while they're alive. I want to live and travel and do all the things without little crotch demons. But it feels like there's not enough time. I feel like a TikTok for planning this way. And I know it's myself placing that pressure. But these people are important to me. And I want them to be in our kids' lives too. My mom isn't married. And I almost feel I owe her this amazing relationship with her grandkids as the only child. Oof okay, have any other mommies worked through this or do you have any advice? Okay, Ashley, first of all, you're not responsible for your mom's um, happiness and relationships, so don't, you know, to that end, if you're feeling the pressure to entertain your mom, it's a lot because you may fail. <laughs> you might have, this has happened to us from friends, is um, sometimes they have the kid and they want it to affect their parents a certain way and it doesn't and now you're even more disappointed um, Yeah, Uh, I was told people are like, you know, you might be surprised your dad might really come around and start to enjoy those kids. (laughs) So far, I'm not sure he knows I have a second child, but (laughs) any day now it's going to change. He's going to get better. I know it. So, I mean, there you go. So don't do it for other people, eh? And if you're 23 now, you have five years. That's a long fucking time. I don't think it's crazy to plan when you want your children. I think it's a fantastic idea. So see, you've got 28 as a date. So fucking save your money. And um, after this whole global pandemic is over, start traveling. <laughs> Nadav is saying he doesn't think you should have kids. Why?
0: Well, because it, it seems like the main reason to have the kids are so that her, par- her mom could be happier. Her parents could be happy. Right, which is the worst reason to do a life-changing decision.
2: It is because the motivation is for an other right I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I
0: completely agree with you in that like it's because uh, like even in in the in the email she's addressing she's like, I know that having these babies means that the fun is over, and I think you're right. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, if you know that it's fun, but that you also want to please, it's just, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying having kids is a bad idea, but having a kid to make your parents happy is.
2: Yeah. And I think 23. So first of all, let's all think back to being 23. That's still the age where you're looking for your parents' approval. And you often do things out of like, gosh, this will really please them. You know, maybe I'll become a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, whatever to please mommy and daddy. So she's still young and you're still in that Thinking of pleasing mom and dad, but yeah, you've got plenty of time, girl. You're so young. I don't know. You live in Tampa, okay? So yeah, people have kids young there. Twenty-eight. Is, see how you feel at twenty-eight. Don't, don't, don't rush. Um, it, I don't, it doesn't say that you're being pressured, but you're smart to plan. Why not fucking? Why not plan? Plan.
0: Right. Like put some plan. put put some eggs on some ice or something if you want. You know?
2: I always advocate that if you want to know exactly where you are in your fertility science is pretty great right now you can get your levels tested your fsh your fucking i don't know your bbqs or whatever and they can look at your eggs they can look at the quality of your eggs to give you a better idea so you don't feel rushed and that's at a fertility clinic you can make an appointment and just get checked out. Now, I don't think most people's insurance doesn't cover it, but I'd say it's worth the investment so that you, you can put yourself at ease. 23 is so young, but then again, sometimes age is irrelevant with fertility. I know infertile 23-year-olds, so it doesn't have shit to do with, with fuck, as they like to say. was <laughs> that meme that's on the... <laughs> I don't know shit about fuck. That's that girl from Ozark, that blonde girl, Ruthie. <laughs> Oh, God, she's she's a great character. God, she's so amazing. She's one
0: of the best things about that show.
2: I know. It got too um, stressful for me.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's a very stressful show. I know. Wait, so you haven't finished it? No.
2: (sighs) I just, I look at Tom, and I'm like, tell me how it was.
0: Wait, you watch Tom watching it? Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'll sleep. I'll sleep. I'll, like, kind of sleep, and then I'll, like, hear bits and pieces. I'm like, I get what's going on. Shit's bad right now. And then I, you know, osmosis. (laughs) yeah it's a wild
0: show highly recommend
2: highly recommend hold on okay I, i always get this question i love this question uh this is kenna from the rockies she's not a parent yet but how did you and tom decide you guys were ready to try for a baby my husband and i are in our 20s and both really want to start asap but I'm terrified of being underprepared and not thinking through everything. So we keep delaying. Okay. What advice would you give to those preparing to take the plunge into parenthood? What do you wish you would have known? Okay. So there's two, there's two ways you can, this is how I see it. I started later because I wanted to be mentally well. I wanted to be financially stable so yeah, those are the two reasons. I wanted money <laughs> and I wanted to be not crazy. So I really put shit off until like the 11th hour. <laughs> I got in right under the wire. Um, so the good parts of that is that, yeah, I'm a little more sane and we have more money. Um, the bad part is I'm 44 and I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old and nature is a beast um, because I'm tired. Like I, It takes a lot of energy to chase youngins around and I kind of wish I had known that personally Uh, you don't think you're going to be in your 40s when you have kids you're like what I'll be in my 30s forever um but it's a lot of energy it's a lot of work and I do now that I'm older I'm like "Ooh, um okay but here's what you should think about I always say to people people are like first of all don't don't listen to these lazy cocksuckers who are like you know, when is a good time to have a baby? I don't know, just whatever, go for it. These people are losers. These people are liars. And these people don't know what they're talking about. And they got pregnant on accident. And now they're trying to justify it. So here's when you know you should have a kid. You have a great relationship. You've been together long enough to know each other, I would say, through at least four seasons, right? Four, I'm sorry, four years of four seasons. So you've, you've been together four years. You've seen that person through a lot of bullshit and you're still together how are your finances how much debt do both of you have big deal um i suggest wedlock i'm old-fashioned that way i believe that when you're married to somebody your family you become family um and you're a lot less likely to fuck around <laughs> and you're more likely to stick around and raise your youngins and that stuff um your relationship's solid. You've got money in the bank. You've got some savings so that when the shit hits the fan like it has in this pandemic and you've got a kid, you're not totally panicked and screwed. And as a woman, I would suggest if it's important to you to establish your career enough such that you can take some time to be a good mom in, the, in those early, early years because you don't get those years back. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you. There, There is a great time to have kids when you got money and you're stable and you're in a good relationship, and you're in a good place mentally, physically, and there you go. Don't listen to these people that say when is a good time.
0: <laughs> Fucking
2: losers. All right, uh, Mom, are we doing? We're gonna close on. Do we have anything else? Are we done?
0: No, I mean we have some more stuff, but we've been going for a
2: minute. Let's go. Let's let's close on a mom hack. I like those because they're so useful. I love useful.
0: Mom hack, you say.
2: A mom hack. Mom hacks. <laughs> Okay, this one's fantastic. I got uh, from Natalie. Since parks are all closed and it's hard to get out because of the pandemic, I got my 14 month old a pickler triangle. It's so amazing. So here's what that is. A pickler triangle. It's like a triangle with bars on it and the kid can climb up it and there's like a little rock wall for for babies. It's so amazing we use it throughout the day and she's gotten so good at climbing and sliding down the ramp. It helps with body awareness, increasing self-esteem and most importantly, tire them out. Amen. It's also foldable, which makes it super nice for storage. This is awesome. I wish I would have uh, gotten this. And it looks like it's low enough to the ground that if the kiddo does fall, it's like not a big deal. Also, uh oh, I got a sprinkler on advice from someone that wrote in. Kids love the sprinkler. Another Amazon purchase. I've been getting water balloons, regular balloons, and then bubbles. That's all you fucking need. Kids go nuts. Um, Voicemail mom hack? Should we do that one? Do we do that one?
0: Um, No. Oh, so, oh, Whoops. Sorry. I mislabeled that. No, no voicemail. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> no, because we had that dad hack that's now part of the Where My Dad's At segment. Oh, okay. Gotcha.
2: All right. Well, if you have any more, please email them in where my mom's at at gmail.com. I love your mom hacks. I love your mom failed. We'll do more of those next week. What would Christina P do? Oh, yeah.
0: Didn't we want to uh, uh, tell... Like, or ask the moms to to send in stuff. When you first moved in with your significant other, what crazy (laughs) habits did you discover? Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's do that. So when you first got with somebody, what was the disgusting shit you found out about them? That's pretty funny. Like, what was their habits that were hard to get used to? and uh if they are yeah what was their bachelor status so gross yeah so you could could
0: email that to where my mom's at at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at Ah. 213-375-5184 oh and also i would like to hear um
2: how you're manipulating your spouses i love that how do you get them to do stuff that you want them to do uh, yeah, let me know about that, too. All right. This is a great episode. Thank you so much. Thank you guys in the booth, as always, for joining. And um, until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye.
0: Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning ships, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at?
2: Where my moms at Podcast! with Christina P.